There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it's me. I've been sitting on my couch and watching rom-coms every week. Cause this podcast is everything. They say the movies are supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. Hello from the other side. I've watched this film a thousand times. And I'll tell you, I'm listening to romance in the past. So I'll stop singing. So Paige Mikey and Todd, you can start. Hello. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week we watched Holidays. Yes. So, Mikey, would you walk us through why we watched this movie? The story behind (laughs) how this movie got picked. This is a charming little story about how when we were recording last week, I checked my email while we were recording. Like you do, because ADD is a thing. Uh-huh. And uh, Netflix sent me a thing that said, this is a movie you may like based on your viewing experience. <laughs> <laughs> it said Holiday, a movie about two people who agree to each other's dates to the holidays and then end up catching feelings. And I was here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, it turned out to be amazing. Yeah, it did. We sort of buried the lead because this movie was really great. It's number one on the Netflix charts currently. Yeah. I hope it is by the time the episode comes out. Oh, it might be. I mean, we'll see. It is fantastic. I dare say it's better than a Hallmark romantic yeah. Christmas movie because it's got some cussing. It's some it's some like racy jokes, but it has the feeling of a Hallmark movie. It is legitimately a comedy. Yes. It is funny. It's very funny. We looked at reviews and it has some of the worst reviews for a movie that we've seen on this show. <laughs> and I do not understand because it's so good. I actually have some that I want to read later on because we don't have much box office because it's an, a Netflix yeah, release. Yeah. So I looked uh-huh. at some of the reviews. So uh, spoiler alert, I have some of those. Oh God. Okay. I feel like I was like, do these people just hate Christmas? I think these people hate Christmas comedy and joy in general. Paige, it's your coastal elite people, your war on Christmas. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. I feel like 
I liked this movie for the same reason I like Just Friends, because this movie does what a lot of romantic comedies try and fail to do, which is it gives an accurate portrayal of what it is like to be single at the holidays. <laughs> it's terrible. And she in the movie dislikes rom-coms. I identified with her so much. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> I, we, I picked one that Paige loved. I loved it. I, like, I, And it was one of those things where I was like, you guys both loved it. I was like, oh God, here, here I come to bring the hammer of sadness down on this movie. And I turned it on and like, there, don't get me wrong. I've got notes. There sure. are a few things that I'm like, what the fuck with this movie? But overall, I really enjoyed it. Like, I will probably watch this again next year. Same. Like, I'm, <laughs> I liked it so much. Natalie told me uh, she's going to make me watch it with her. And I was like, yes, let's do that. We could do it now. I would watch it again. Yeah. I would totally yeah. watch it again. I really liked I know. it. My mom was like, I want to watch it next week. And I was like, I'll come over for it. Yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> it's interesting that you'd watch this movie with your mom i don't think i would do that well it's kind of like the father-daughter dance that happens in this movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah as i watched it i was like oh she's not gonna like that joke no she's not so good it had a lot of heart too it It did oh so much i think we just need to get in the fucking movie because it's so good we've got a lot of things to talk about so we open on emma roberts smoking outside of an extremely decorated house yes like aggressively (laughs) decorated aggressive this must be what my younger brother felt like for years because at my mom's house i would decorate her house like this every year this is my comfortable level of christmas decoration (laughs) (laughs) if i had my druthers this is what my house would look like and and even once she gets inside the house because she's hearing jingle bells playing from inside she finishes smoking she puts the cigarette out on a blown plastic santa which by the way those are vintage and hard to find so don't put (laughs) cigarettes out on them yeah emma yeah emma uh and then she just says fucking holidays and goes inside and she walks into a house that is as decorated outside as it is inside and i literally just typed into my notes this is my comfortable level of christmas (laughs) (laughs) yes Paige, we have three christmas trees we live in a one-bedroom apartment Fun fact, I just ordered a second Christmas tree for our one bedroom apartment. I love it. Yeah. Are yours flocked, Paige? Oh. No. So oh, we please. usually get one real one because we save a slice of it and Oh, you eat it a year later. Yeah, you eat it a year later for the anniversary yeah. of that Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then so we have a set of those that are like ornaments basically Aww. that we have like kept for whatever uh so we have a real one and then i really really wanted uh like a mid-century aluminum one now emma does run into when she goes inside a very overly mean mother her mother is terrible her mother (laughs) is my least favorite character in this film she never gets any redemption i don't know at the end she hooks up with the dad from wonder years right yes no but i mean she never like reconnects with emma Oh, no, she's fully awful to her daughter the entire movie, yes. But something I didn't notice here and didn't realize really or even think about until later in the movie, we don't know what happened to Emma's dad. I think we kind of know. Maybe, and I'm like, we. I would probably assume he's dead. Oh, I thought just could not <laughs> deal with the mom's stuff anymore and bailed. That could be, but I thought if that was the case, we'd hear about him more. 
Yeah, maybe. Um, but we don't know. It, it could be either one. She's at an age where either is plausible. Sure. Once I kind of realized like, oh, we don't know anything about the dad. We haven't heard anything about it. I was like, maybe mom has been alone for a while and this is her trying, like living vicariously a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. She still is terrible. <laughs> She's still terrible. It softened me toward her a little bit late in the movie, but she is high-key terrible. She's always talking about how Emma dresses, like giving her shit for how she dresses. Or Sloane's. Her character's <laughs> name is Sloane. So many people in this movie talk about Emma Roberts' body and how she is, quote, let herself go, and it drove me nuts. That's one of the few things where I was like, this does bother me in this movie. Yeah. But what I like it about it- It bothered me, Paige, because I was like- Yes! Emma Roberts is gorgeous when she rolls out of bed getting out eye boogers from her eyes and she's like looks hot you know yes the one thing that saves this for me because I would love to see this played with someone less conventionally attractive yes less of what we would expect like they do quote unquote dress her down and I think the only reason she pulls it off is she kind of wears her attitude in this movie and i think that's the only way it works i think both leads have that problem of like they're like movie levels attractive yeah it's like he's an australian like basically underwear model pro athlete <laughs> yeah yeah anyway so she she comes in the house her mom is complaining about the way she's dressed because she's just in like comfy clothes like she's in like t-shirts and jeans yeah she's wearing like a hoodie she's wearing like a hoodie that's not a slob i wear hoodies all the time it's the perfect layering technique you, know, you see <laughs> todd when you have a button-down shirt over the hoodie you're not going to get critiqued as much what a button-down over the hoodie yeah why would i put a button-down shirt over a hoodie i have seen you wear shirts you over a hoodie. Me. yeah <laughs> i've never worn a button-down shirt over a hoodie do you know what a hoodie is mikey yeah that's what you wear under your shirts <laughs> You wear them under jackets, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is where <laughs> this is the first place we meet her aunt Susan, who has brought home a mall Santa, Christian Chenoweth, who is amazing yes. in this yes. movie and everything she's ever been in. Oh, so good. good in this movie. She is hilarious in this movie. I like to think of her as the woman who built the Hallmark Channel, but I love Kristen <laughs> Chenoweth. <laughs> oh, man. For Later in the movie, I was rooting for her character so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. She steals this movie. I love her so much in this movie. And I honestly like Aunt Susan as a character because she is mirroring the same journey that Sloane is going on. And yes. just from like an older, like 20 years older, 30 years older perspective. And I mm -hmm. honestly want a holiday too, where we just get Christian Chenoweth's side of this movie. Yeah, where she and, and Farouk live happily ever after. Yes, I yes. want that for them. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that like starts like when they first meet, you know, that starts at Easter oh. and then goes on and then, you know, till they get together in that scene at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so we also find out in this scene that Sloan uh, has many nephews nieces and nephews like yeah. four of them i think and one of them pooped in the manger but did move jesus first <laughs> <laughs> that's when i knew i was in store for a fun time when the writing yeah. of this movie is able to go there this early i was like all right <laughs> yeah. you're gonna take a number two on the number one i am game for where this is going and the because we did get a cutaway at the mall santa which i would say is like a bad santa level mall santa yes. <laughs> oh yeah so funny <laughs> so good so wild where he, he's got like a t-shirt under the Santa suit where it's yeah it's great so great uh her mom 
is pestering her because they've been trying to set her up with someone named Rodney, who I guess is a professional clown. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize he was a professional clown. He's a professional like, clown. Does that exist? Yeah, she was like, I don't want to call him. He's a professional, professional clown. clown. And they kind of are like, well, no one would want to date you dressed the way you are, looking the way you are. And she's like, I work remote. I'm home all day. And I was like, hard same girl. And honestly, <laughs> she looks amazing. I mean, she's rocking T-shirt, jeans uh. and a hoodie. She looks I great. bet that story beat hits a lot harder than they were thinking it was going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so we find out she works remote and her mom is like, are you still smoking? And she's like, no. And then she just says, no man wants to marry a smoker who lies. Like, <laughs> Well, she didn't say she said her Uber driver was smoking. Right, right, right. But the mom saw through that. I mean. Right, she's a mom. I get it. Yeah. Absolutely. But her mom is so mean. Her mom seems to see that her only worth is having someone. Right. Like, she's not worth loving completely as she is right now. Yeah. She, it, it is only once she finds someone. And I do think there's a very revealing conversation later, which is when I kind of started to soften to the mom a little bit, because I think the movie doesn't explicitly tell us something, but might be telling us something in that scene. So yeah. I'll kind of bring it up when we get to it. Um, but for the first half of this movie, you really get the sense that her mom is just not on board for her as is. Not mm -hmm. on board for her being single. And I think there is an argument that this movie makes that it's fine to be single and happy, but she's not happy and is not admitting that she's not happy. Right. Um, which I think is a different conversation. I think but. they make it pretty clear that she is unhappy because she was in a relationship with someone we find out named Luke who cheated on her. Right. So we find out why she is unhappy slowly. But that happens after we meet Jackson almost immediately right here. I, I do like yeah. that the mom actively hates the main the main dude. For the whole movie. The whole movie. She doesn't like him. And un <laughs> until until they pull one of the funniest pranks in this movie. And again, I will get to it yeah. when we get to it. Okay, sorry, sorry. We're just gushing all over this like I critically acclaimed classic holiday. <laughs> critically acclaimed it is not, but it should be. We are critics and we are acclaiming it. <laughs> so yes. she ends up talking to her aunt susan the one who brought the mall santa and she's basically like oh did you meet my date i met him at the mall and she's like okay and she's then her aunt susan clarifies he's just my holiday yeah. it's a date only for the holiday no commitment and then she says do you want me to see if he has a friend <laughs> which this both introduces the concept of a holiday to us but also gives us a peek into a the family dynamic and b who aunt susan is because essentially sloan is getting it on all sides like no one is comfortable with sloan being single right and yeah i think it's it all comes down to they all love her and care for her and want her to be happy and are seeing that she's unhappy happy but that is not how it's coming off well and that's something that families very easily do yes and the, like if you've ever had to be single at a bunch of holiday functions which i was single for a very long time before i met my husband it's brutal and people do this to you all the time they'll do things like oh when are you gonna bring somebody home and you're like don't you think i want to yeah <laughs> like, like what do you think i'm trying to do yeah like just settle and just go for it and i'm like okay, uh last christmas somebody tried to set my sister up with someone that she is related to by marriage and we were like what like that's this is not the 1800s what no. is happening that's safe it's by marriage mm -mm. that's not like her real cousin <laughs> i'm gonna consider it real enough 
I once dated someone whose last name was Vance, and I found out a little into the relationship. We didn't date super long, but I found out a little bit into the relationship that my grandmother's maiden name was Vance. It ruined it for me. I mean, I, I get that. <laughs> I didn't dig any further into seeing if we were related, but that's more or less what it ended for me. The heart wants what the heart wants, baby. No. All this to say, families can be pushy because they want you to be happy and they don't realize that pushiness is making you more unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they try, they, it comes from like a good place, but it comes off yeah. as terribleness. And this movie, I think, does that really well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where like, there were so many scenes of people talking to her at these events in this movie where I was like, I have had this exact conversation. Like, this is too real. So we cut to a different house where a guy and a girl show up and we find out on the front steps of that house it's their third date. Yeah. I thought this series of scenes, this had me cackling. I was laughing so hard about this. Mikey, fully same. I love this so much because I have been in things sort of like this. Yes. Yes. I, I guess it, I was like, oh my God, I've been here. All I'm going to say is this is what happens when you try to push people to bring people home for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so you're blaming her parents, not her for putting Jackson into this situation. I'm blaming an environment of emphasis on being coupled over appreciating who people are on their own. Sure. Oh yeah, I God. absolutely yeah. fully agree with that. Yeah. This has happened to me more with like weddings. I had a close friend. And her sister and brother-in-law were, and she was engaged to someone else, but we were close friends. But we would hang out still with the, with her family because we were friends. And then her family was like, um, so like you have more of a connection with Michael than you do your fiance. And like that could be a red flag. <laughs> I feel like the, we're going to get to another couple in this movie in, in just a bit. And I feel like there are so many red flags. And when we talk about whether or not people are together, we need to include them in that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they show up at the house it is similarly decked out for christmas the her parents answer the door in christmas sweaters ugly christmas sweaters yes i mean is there any other kind i love ugly christmas sweaters i do love ugly christmas sweaters they say too we find out this is jackson eventually you're even more handsome than in the pictures and then <laughs> like what pictures <laughs> yes we cut to he's in the house buried in photo albums and her mom is like this is her first period oh then she's God. like she's like taking him through her bedroom with all of her like tiaras from i'm assuming beauty pageants I thought it was insane that Jackson's date's mom in, I guess, Jackson's date's childhood room was like, yes, my husband and I are fully okay if you bone zone our daughter tonight. Oh, they just said share a bed. No, no they, they are did encouraging not. it. They did not. They are fully encouraging it. They really uh. want a baby by October. <laughs> oh, and they put it. They put sweaters on them, too, as well. So they're they all in matching sweaters. Well. If I brought a girl home for Christmas, she would be like, go make a baby upstairs <laughs> your mom would be like that i'm like a hundred percent sure well i also think that's because bringing somebody home for christmas that's a big it step it is a big yes step. yeah so the fact that she brought him home only three dates in is wild to begin with because i feel like it's kind of like um i mean bringing somebody to meet your parents in general generally that's something that you do not do until somebody is an important i would say 
where it's, right. you know, you're past the first couple dates. Weirdly, my husband met my family on my first date. It just worked out that way. But like, that's normally not the way you do things. <laughs> and I don't know. And I, I feel like she sets an expectation for them and sets a different expectation for him. And that is the problem in this scene. I think there are a lot of problems in this scene. Oh, <laughs> so many. That is one There's, of oh, them. Yes. This movie is hilarious. Yeah. But it quickly cuts back to Sloane, who is fully sitting at the kids' table, which she refers to as the singles table, and I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) But I like how that one little girl was like, "Uh, I'm not single. Yes. There's a debate in this scene that comes up later where the reason she's sitting at the singles table is because they don't want to put the leaf into the table. Yeah. Which, if you have a table with leaves, pain in the ass. They are. I totally understand. (laughs) Uh, but they so they don't want to like unset the table to open it up to then reset it so that she can sit down. But then she has a conversation with her niece where her niece is basically like, why didn't you call Rodney? And then <laughs> flaunts and she's like, I have a boyfriend and we share ju- juice boxes. And Sloan basically just leans over and says, one day you're going to walk outside and he'll be sharing his juice box with a barista named Rainbow. <laughs> like <laughs> And that, I mean, that's how you know this is real. This is what her life is and was. And you already feel bad for her. But also, that little girl is getting an education today. Right. (laughs) But that little girl comes back at the very end to give her some good information. Yes. I love that little girl's journey. (laughs) That was awesome. I know. It was great. We cut back to the other house where they're in the girl's bedroom. They are about to go bone zone. Yeah. Like they've stolen some minutes away during Christmas. He's kind of like, hey, we don't. Well, yeah. (laughs) He goes into the room because she's. Super excited. Her parents love him. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, this is kind of feeling weird. I feel like we're moving a little too fast. And then she's like, get naked. She like takes her top off and then uh. claps. And then yeah, all the lights go down. And then there's <laughs> yeah. like these lights. Well, it's like she's got she's got like fuck lights in her childhood <laughs> bedroom and they are hooked up to a clapper. It's so funny. It, it is, is so wild. Funny. It's so funny. As Jackson is like protesting like that, hey, we probably shouldn't do this. Your parents are like right downstairs or whatever. She starts mm-hmm. to go down on him and his like face, like the reluctant blowjob face to me was hilarious. I don't know what else to call it, Paige. Stop laughing at me. No, like, no, that was, that's exactly that was what it accurate. was. Yeah. Because he's just like, no, no, no. All right. (laughs) As you do, you know. (laughs) And like, parents like me, so I have been victim to this kind of thing before. What, the reluctant blowjob? Do they have a clapper? I stick away. I stay away from anybody with the clap. Yeah, it's a wise decision. Good plan. Good plan. Uh, No, but like when parents like, when your parents like someone, it is definitely like you it's like definitely, I don't know, I don't want to say a turn on, but it's like you get more excited about the person. And usually by the time that you're meeting parents, it's at a point where you need the parents to like you. Yeah. Because you're going to be around unless you ghost people. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, I don't know that you know what we're talking about, but I've always noticed that the parents are more nervous to meet me than I am to meet the parents. Yeah. Oh, definitely. When my parents mm. met my husband, they were like, did he like us or did yeah. he think we were too much? Yeah. And I was like, first of all, you're always too much. That's why I love you. Secondly, <laughs> Don't change a thing. <laughs> I mean, I think my mom has only met like two people I've dated in my like adult adult life one was only because uh she lived where my mom lived Mm. oh so what you're saying is she would not have met your mother if she wasn't geographically located close to her yes (laughs) 
<laughs> Jake is the only person my my parents met that I have dated since like oh. high school, basically. Yeah. I pretty much bring anyone I date for like two or three dates. I'll bring them to Christmas. That's like, that's like <laughs> that's my a bad plan. Move. Yeah. <laughs> I was dating a girl. We had been dating a month and I brought her to Christmas. Oh, no. And my mom, within five minutes, asked us if we were going to start having kids soon. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that her way of being like, never do this again? <laughs> no, my mom was serious. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, so like it happens. Those mothers exist. Yeah. But so we cut to scenes of them each opening presents. First, we see Sloan open a pair of pajamas that are clearly five sizes too large. Yeah, they're huge. Like, I'm looking at them and she's holding them up. I'm like, those would be big on me. And like, <laughs> I am much larger than her. Than her. That's crazy. Uh, and then we cut to Jackson at the, cra <laughs> the crazy favorite. house <laughs> where he opens... He opens a pair of khakis and then she basically expects a gift in return. And he's like, we've only been on three dates. I don't know you. You said that we weren't going to do gifts. Paige, like, yes! are also doing? wearing one of the same sweaters. Like yes, everyone yes, is yes, now yes. wearing the same sweater because apparently sweaters are sexually transmitted diseases. And he's currently <laughs> wearing one. I thought that was hilarious. But then he is like, I thought we said we weren't doing gifts. And she's right. She says one of, the, I think, the funniest lines of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure which one you're referring to. This whole scene is gold. He's talking about you can come in my mouth, but you're not going to yes. give me a yeah. Christmas present. Oh, my God. It was so funny. In front of her parents. And he's like, um, um, um. Uh, uh, my favorite is he's like, I've got cash. And she's like, what do you think I am? <laughs> A prostitute? Oh, like, her words. Well, he offers her 40 bucks, and then she says 80 bucks. 80 bucks? <laughs> She's like bargaining, and he's like, I'm but not the giving you $80. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to give you $80. <laughs> oh, my God. This scene, honestly, had I written this, I would have been high-fiving myself for a week afterwards. So he basically is going to leave <laughs> because he's not going to bargain with a woman who's willing to talk about where he ejaculated in front of her parents. God, I thought that was so like it was so good. It was so over the line. They did not seem upset, which is so crazy. But Paige, they weren't upset. I, I think they were like, yeah, that's what we wanted them to do here. I, I feel like if they're upset at all, they're like in the mouth. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> not where babies come from. You spilled the seed? <laughs> <laughs> So he he gets up to leave and he takes the khakis with him. Yeah. Well, first he takes the yeah. sweater off and then he goes to leave and then he comes back for the khakis. Just like, I'm taking these. Yeah. And leaves. We cut back to Sloan's family's Christmas where her younger brother gets everyone's attention and proposes to a girl that he's been dating for three months and six days. Yeah. <laughs> this will be it's how I do it. If I meet somebody who lasted three more than three months at this point, I'm probably just going to get married. Oh, Mikey, three months is not long enough. Yeah, it's not. It's fully not. Although I'll say this. My ex stepsister. And yes, I realize it's a very strange way to start off a sentence. Got engaged <laughs> yeah. after knowing someone, yes. I think, 10 days and they're still happily married. 
Wow. Ten days? Yeah. I mean, Paige brought uh, her guy home the first day. I, it just logistically worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Paige downplays the fact that her life is a romantic comedy. <laughs> well, I, I do think I knew fairly soon, uh, but I not three months and six days. That's yeah. not long enough. Well, and I think the movie tells us it's not long enough through the rest of the movie where they don't seem to know each other very well. Oh, they fully don't. I think they go to therapy, though, right? Like, they try to right, figure it out do. later on. Like, But, yeah. I mean, they fully do not. Although I do think they handle their quirks and issues responsibly. I don't see any problem yeah, with yeah, how yeah. they sort of handle their issues, but they do have issues because they got engaged way too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they they end up having to like have a relationship ass backwards where it's like they're already married and they're having to meet each other essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like the good old times. <laughs> My favorite part was when they're like, "You can't keep a secret." She's like, "How do you know?" I will say you have a choice in that situation. Like if you find yourself married too early, you can choose to make it work and go to therapy and figure your shit out together. Or you could not get married. I mean, like it's, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so we cut to the next day where he's trying to return the khakis at the mall. And I felt for this sales girl so much. Oh, yeah. Because you've worked in retail. <laughs> I worked in retail for like 15 years because I started at 16 at Pottery Barn. And their their whole thing is like, well, you don't have a receipt and I can't help you. And essentially Sloan is behind him in line. They're basically like heckling him from the line because he's clearly been up there forever. Well, he doesn't want store credit, which is all they're offering him. He's like, I don't want to buy anything from the store. That's why I'm returning this stuff. (laughs) Right. I don't ever want to come back to this store. And she basically tries to jump him in the line because she's like, some of us have jobs. Their meet cute is just her being super rude to everyone (laughs) around her. Yes. (laughs) Which I thought was very funny. Although I sort of like Sloan because she's just like... I have needs and I don't really care about other people's feelings on me per se. They're going to feel some sort of way about me, but I'm going to be true to myself. And I sort of like that about her. I do. It is clearly a a character trait that she has to a fault. I feel like it's good in a measure, but like can go too far. Uh, But here she basically tries to cut him in line to return the pajama pants. And she finds out that they're from last year. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. They can only give her sales credit at the current sale price, which is a thing. Like, if you don't have a receipt, we have to give you, like, the last known price of that item. Yeah. And if it went on clearance, as this did, basically it's worth four ninety nine. <laughs> and I just love the way that Jackson was like, it like whispered it in her ear. It was so funny. I, well, and then Sloan's like, my sister is so cheap now that she's got four kids or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Which four kids are expensive. I sort of get that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and they kind of are like sharing their holiday stories as they're kind of bickering back and forth. And this is where we find out that she walked in on Aunt Susan yeah. getting her cookie licked by the mall Santa. Yeah, which, which we're about to run into him in a second, but not before this Princess Leia lady behind them offers them like 40 bucks for to buy their gift so weird i don't know why yeah it's super weird um and she offers them 45 dollars and pretzel coupons that's what it was yeah and reveals that she has a matt lauer tattoo we learned so so much about this princess leia sort of character very i'm only saying that because her hair yeah she's got the buns she's got the buns (gasps) i really wanted the joke to be made of like well that tattoo didn't age well huh oh i love that yeah 
Oof. Uh, but they they make a deal for $45 in cash and the pretzel coupons. Uh, and then they go out into the mall and have a pretzel together. They have like a pretzel date. Yeah, it's a pretzel date. Well, yeah. He refused to eat the pretzel because he doesn't eat unhealthy. Right. Right, right. So she basically, she got a pretzel out of the deal. He got, I assume, $45 for those khakis. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're walking out into the mall where they run into the mall Santa, who basically is like, tell your Aunt Susan to call me and she then has to she then has to explain to jackson the concept of a holiday yeah of like yeah it's a date that you only have for the holidays you know no strings attached it's just so you're not alone and he basically says oh i should do that and she says one of my favorite lines in the movie she's like oh i think that mall santa's probably already booked for yeah. new year <laughs> so like, basically be like i don't think he can be your holiday but she basically goes on to talk about how she feels like there's too much pressure in the holidays as a single person and he has he basically says the thesis statement of this movie where he basically says human beings aren't meant to be alone on the holidays drunk mocking strangers is like basically like you have to have someone with you yeah to be your teammate to witness the craziness yeah so he basically is like let's do this let's be each other's dates for new year's and she's like no and this is where they kind of lost me on him because he says to her and we get an explanation for it later yeah oh this is when he says like you're not really my type yeah. yeah, I don't find you attractive. And I was like, fuck this guy. As a guy, I really connected with this this whole this whole subplot really? because it's like he wanted her to know that I'm not doing this to try to sleep with you. But the way he tries to convey that is offensive. And then yes. it just comes back over and over again. Well, because like I have been the same way where it's basically like, I'm not trying to sleep with you. I don't even find you attractive. Yeah, but it, it ends up feeling hurtful. And so it's not until much later in the movie that we, we find out that that was not genuine. Through, I would say, an hour or more of this movie, we think he's not attracted to her. Right. An hour, yeah. which is also like six or seven months in the film time. Yes, yeah. And I have been victim of maybe saying something in a moment and then someone holding on to that for six or seven months. <laughs> yeah, that's not at all a surprise, Mikey. As a guy, I'm fully aware that every girl I talk to who's single thinks I'm trying to sleep with them. Or or like there's, there is yes. a, that, that layer of conversation. So you have to like... It's sort of like when you, we were talking about in this on this podcast before, like, oh, my husband or my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Like, people yeah. bring that up in conversation fast. You drop it early. You wear your wedding ring. As a single guy, you're, you're like, look, I'm not trying to sleep with you. Like, that is a thing that has right. to come out sometimes. Like, look, yeah, I just want yeah. a real drink. Or do you want to just go for a hike? And I mean, I just want to go fucking hiking. <laughs> on the flip side, as a lady who used to be single, I have had dudes be like, I'm totally not trying to. And then you get to wherever you're going and they're like, Spoiler alert, I am trying to, and you're just like, oh, fucking damn it. Now I'm stuck on a hike with a horrible person <laughs> who's only got me out here to sleep with them. This is a nice lookout point. Let's make a makeout point. You know what I'm saying? So they, he tells her that he has tickets to, they call it the Skyfall party, which I think is like some sort of high rise party. They exchange info. We find out that he's a golf pro. And she like fully makes fun of him for it. Yes. He like hands her his card and was like, text me and she's like i'm not gonna text you golf pro i mean that's ridiculous yeah well especially because i'm like this is the most romantic comedy job yes that we have ever seen yeah <laughs> it's right up there with architect right if she was a writer we would be right on point 
Yes, yes. If she was a writer, her job is a lot like my job, which made this like even more like <laughs> she we we see her working at some point later in this movie and she says a thing that I know I have said. <laughs> like it was nuts. So, she says she's not going to text him. The very very next scene, she's at home working. And she's on the phone with somebody. She's got spreadsheets up and she's basically like, yes, you like Q3 projections are. And she's basically going through her goal setting for the next quarter. Yeah. And her mom FaceTimes her. So she has to like end the work call because her mom continually calls her and her mom like ambushes her on this FaceTime call with like, meet my new neighbor, Farouk. He's single. He's a doctor. And then she's like, I promise she looks better with makeup. And she's like, I have makeup on, but also <laughs> screw you, mom. Like, this is insane. This is why you stop talking to people. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to, I believe it's the golf club where he works as a golf pro. It's gotta be, right? And I think his friend, Black Panther, who I, I don't know if we get his name. We must at some point, right? The guy who wears the Black Panther costume? I think he works in the clubhouse. I think that's okay. how they know each other. Oh, I thought he was like a client or something like that. I thought so too, a client or like a coach. But then at the very end, we see him behind the counter at the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. So he must work there then. Uh, so he is swiping through Jackson's Tinder, pretending to be him, which is my favorite. We've all done that. I mean, I've done that with Mikey's phone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he he finds a girl on there and finds out that he actually has already hooked up with her. And his reasoning for using using Jackson's account is that he has an obsessive ex that he needs to like dodge. And this is where Jackson brings up again the idea of a holiday where in his mind, he's like, I don't need a girl. I just need coverage on the holidays. And right as he's saying it, Sloane calls him. And I think it's just to avoid having to confront Farouk again. I thought she called him because he told her to text him. And she said, I'm not going to text you. And she wanted to not text him. Oh, see, I thought she wasn't going to contact him at all. I thought she wasn't going to oh, contact him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, think, I think the Farouk phone call pushed her. Pushed yeah, yes. you're probably right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. As he's like walking through this phone call, his friend is like, holiday. Is that a new app? I can't keep up with the apps. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Very funny. Uh, we cut to the party uh, where they are people watching, and he compliments her appearance pretty frankly. I was about to say, I mean, he does that, but he says, your tits look exceptional in that dress. Yeah, which they do. That dress looks like it was made for her. Well, then she says, that's why I got this dress. Yeah. Same. Have done it. We'll do it again. Like, and as a man, would recommend <laughs> Sometimes you just find a dress that is made for your body and you just do it. Yeah. I like Jackson because he's like, I love this. I can just say whatever I want and not have to worry about, you know. You thinking I'm classy. <laughs> right. That is what he says. <laughs> they then run into her Aunt Susan yes. at this party. Aunt Susan shows up everywhere and I love it. Uh, she is making the rounds with her holidays. Well, she's got a new holiday that she met yeah. nude figure modeling for his sculpting class. And it's <laughs> they're all over each other. It's crazy. And she's talking about how he sculpted her vagina. And oh, yes. the clitoris so beautifully. Yeah, and then she's like, Sloan, you've got to see it. And Sloan's like, I don't want to see that. And then and then Jackson's like, I want to see that. 
I thought it was so funny. We cut to them kind of sitting in a booth, drinking champagne, talking about how they hate rom-coms. And one of their big beefs is that like people are always, quote unquote, taking a break from dating, even though it's some impossibly good looking person that's perfect for them. Yeah. And this is the first introduction of what I'll call the Ryan Gosling train, where it comes up again later. But she basically argues she's like, I'm sad and single, but if Ryan Gosling showed up, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, gonna do it. Nothing would stop it. I completely agree with her in this moment. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, I've heard people say, I am single, but I'm not Ryan Reynolds single. Like, if Ryan right. Reynolds came after me, that's happening, right? Right, right, right. I'm pretty sure I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, he then kind of pushes a little bit further and asks... Who ruined romantic comedies for you? Ooh. And this is where we get the story about Luke, her previous boyfriend, who was handsome, smart, and French. And she says they wanted different things, and she wanted somebody to bring home for the holidays, and he wanted to text photos of his genitals to a barista. Oh, I thought this was so fun. Well, then Jackson was always like, he was like, yeah, I would be on the uh, Ryan Gosling train if he came in for me too. Yeah. And she does say that he, she thinks Luke was too hot to be trustworthy. (laughs) (laughs) I have sadly never been accused of that. Me neither, but I have definitely said those words. Oh, wow. Okay. When I was single and very angry, I definitely said someone was too hot to be trustworthy. Okay. Well, that's, that's how I survive horror movies because I'd be like, oh, this beautiful woman is flirting with me. Like, she obviously wants something and I don't trust her at all. She obviously <laughs> wants my blood for a sacrifice. I want to keep both of my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> she must think I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> She goes to the bathroom where she runs into a girl that they saw while people watching and the girl thinks she's getting engaged that night and has, I think it's wine on her dress. And she basically says, all my life, I wanted to be proposed to on New Year's Eve, which not a great time. You got to share it with everybody. <laughs> yes, Sloan yeah. trades dresses with her, yes. even though her dress. And by the way, that dress looks amazing on the other girl, too. Yeah. yeah. That dress looks great on everyone. It's a magic dress. It's the sister of the magic dress (laughs) (laughs) this movie's gonna spawn so many (laughs) spinoffs she comes back to the table in the stained dress yeah which just shows you she's like a decent person yeah i think it does show you she's a a nice caring person because that literally is no one that she's connected to it's just some stranger in the bathroom you know that she gave her dress to well and i think it also shows that she rolls with the punches where she's like i don't need to be perfect I'm going to have a good time anyway because she comes back to the party and we get like a mini montage of them drinking and dancing. At one point, she knocks a candle over on the table and it catches on fire. (laughs) And then she pours champagne on the fire to put it out. And I'm like, that would make a bigger fire. What are you doing? That has alcohol in it. Alcohol is flammable. You insane person. Champagne does, in fact, put a fire out. How do you know that? I've lived. I've lived some life, okay? (laughs) Hard liquor is what you don't want to, like, pour on a fire. It's too high a proof is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense. sense. The science is on your side, but I'm not going to test it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So one thing I hate about this is her and Jackson are having a conversation in this club, and they're talking like like they're at like a pub somewhere. Like you would fully have to be yelling at the other person for them to hear you. 
And that's You're why alone? I hate. <laughs> what? Should we go? Like that's why I hate parties like that because you can't yes. have these kind of conversations there. All you can do is drink and dance, which is fine, but it's not fun for hours and hours and hours and hours. Maybe it was like a classy club because it had multiple levels. There was like a dance floor level and then an upper level. It did, and they they do seem to move around it. Yeah, but yeah. even still, those parties are deafening. Yeah, yeah. so I, loud. I hate that I can't talk to people. Because my strengths are more of the personality. Same. Yeah, same. <laughs> personality is where I shine on a date. <laughs> so the Dirty Dancing song plays, which is I've had the time of my life. Oh, I love this. They decide that they're going to do the jump. And I'm like, yeah. are they going to make it? She's not running it's fast enough. so funny. They do it. Her dress rips. She ends up topless briefly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he drops her. They end up with ice packs. They're kind of like sitting there nursing their wounds. He goes to the bathroom. The countdown happens and she's still alone watching everyone. Yeah. She watches the engagement happen. He comes back, but he missed the countdown. He gives her a kiss on the cheek, which basically this early on, this is, movie is basically saying like, this is convenient, but it is ultimately going to be unfulfilling. Right. Like it's right. already telling us. I sort of like that though, because this is technically their first date. Yeah. And if they did kiss at the end of their first date, it might and probably would sort of roll into just dating, right? And then that breaks the premise of the title of the movie. Yes, this movie keeps them apart for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. long time. I think it's to the movie's credit. Yeah. Because they end up getting to know each other better. We get more of a view of how they interact without that dating component. And then once it finally happens, you're rooting for them so hard. Yeah. Like you want it. It does a really good job of showing like what happens when two people like let their walls down like gradually without knowing it. Cause they're like, they're pretty yeah. real by like their fifth holiday. Yeah. So they're in the car on the ride back. Basically their consensus is that tonight didn't suck at a pretty decent time. And he says, what are you doing for Valentine's day? And she's like, that's too far away. Yeah. And even if I don't have a date, I'm just going to buy a bunch of candy. And I'm like, you do you girl. Yeah. Do it. Been there. Do it. Flash forward to Valentine's Day. <laughs> I love how it just jumps like these large yeah. sections of their life because they're not important. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't have a date for Valentine's Day, but she's describing what she's going to do, which is basically buy a bunch of candy, get drunk and maybe watch some porn. And I'm like, sounds like a great Valentine's yeah. Day. Like, I have no flaws in your plan. Yeah. <laughs> this is really great. You, my single friend, are in for a good night. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. And she's telling her sister this. Her sister is like, maybe you should call Farouk, the like neighbor. And she's like, yeah. I'm not doing that. Uh, and then her sister's like, well, what about the mall guy that you went for New Year's? And she says, he wasn't even attracted to me. I'm happy being single. Yeah. And this is where they bring up, and this is kind of like the ticking time bomb of this movie, where her brother's fiance is like, you can't be alone at the wedding. Like, you need a date for the wedding, which is Labor Day, we find yeah. out. Which she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She fully could have enjoyed that wedding alone. Oh, this is the scene where they're like, it's like her and her brother's fiance and like her friend 
and they're like in this like hallmark scrapbooking section of the store like i don't know that that section exists but that's what it looks like yeah well and they this is also where they tell her they're like you're already letting yourself go which, which is, is insane crazy because she's wearing a hoodie in public that is insane right to me. and this prompts them to behind her back call oh this they're picking out invitations is what it is oh that makes sense i'm they're miss, picking I miss out wedding invitations doing. yeah that does yeah. make sense yeah i get why you got scrapbook from that but they're picking out wedding invitations yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that makes complete sense sorry i've done that once it went badly long term uh there's way easier <laughs> ways to do it if you ever want to do it again um i might need that in the future so her her sister as like she walks away to the candy store her sister basically just says call rodney who's yeah. the clown yeah basically to like we're gonna set her up it's fine so she goes to the candy store where she immediately runs into her ex luke and his new girlfriend oh, <laughs> yeah the barista the barista and they are both gorgeous they are they, i do have a bit of a problem with this girlfriend namely because the movie talks about her as if she's like this young teenager almost oh i thought she was the same age as her she as looks the same age as sloan yeah. and that's the problem because i'm like she's the same age as her and they don't look that different and it's not until the very end later when we run into them again and she's like he impregnated a teenager i'm like is she supposed to be younger because she does not look yeah. younger than emma roberts they look the same age yeah and i would say pretty much the same level of attractiveness like yeah they do yeah. not look that different the only difference is they're way dressing emma roberts down and they're not dressing this other woman who i don't know her name down right yeah uh, we find out her name is Felicity um, and she's brutal yeah. because she's just like, isn't he good and bad? Oh, my God. Just like the stamina. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully, Jackson walks by because apparently he spends every day at the mall. That's my favorite part of this whole movie is that he is always at the mall. It sort of concerned me a little bit that a grown yeah. ass man trolls the mall. That does not seem like a healthy thing for a man to do. It concerns <laughs> me from a screenwriting perspective because I'm, I feel like there's a lot of places in this movie where he just conveniently shows up. Yeah. Or they conveniently run into people. And that, I think, is a bit of a failing on the part of this movie, is that there's not always causality for people to be where they are. I think the movie only shows you Jackson's perspective when he's not stalking her. Yeah. So, like, he is stalking her, and then he just shows <laughs> up and is like, oh, look, we ran into each other He again. is definitely not stalking her. I think he, like, goes to the movie at the mall, which is something people do by themselves sometimes. <laughs> And then he walks around and he gets like the glazed nuts or whatever. And like, you know, maybe looks around the stores. I don't understand why there's such a judgmental perspective coming from y'all. Why are you getting your nuts glazed at the mall? Yeah, Mikey, <laughs> we were just talking about how it's not a sexual thing. And then you said glazed nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he walks past the store. He sees what's going on, puts two and two together. And he pops in and saves the day by pretending to be her new boyfriend. And they immediately leave the store. This was why I wasn't fully on board with him. 
the way he talks about Felicity really bugged me. Oh, about how hot she is all the time? Yes. I did. Okay. Yes. I did love that he comes in there to save her. And as they're like talking or whatever, he is completely disinterested in everything she says. And yeah. then when they leave, he goes, bye, Felicia. And like they walk out. Yes. And she's like, oh, it's Felicity. And he's like, what? whatever. Like, I yeah. think that he handled it very, very well. Yeah. But when they right. get out and start talking as they're walking down like the mall hallway or the mall way, as you right, will. Right, right. That's when he like starts being like, wow, she was super hot. Can you believe yeah. how hot she is? And I'm like, this is not what Emma Roberts needs to hear right now. Right now, she needs to hear about how Felicity is a trash pile. Like, that's yes. that's what she needs. Yeah, but I felt like he was doing it to, like, pick on her. I don't know. I mean, if that was the intent, it was not telegraphed well. Uh, what I did notice, so I'm watching it, and she still got the basket of candy, and I was like, did she did she pay for that? <laughs> no, <laughs> she walks, she and steals she stole candy. The candy. Yeah, I did love this exchange that we get here because he's like, you know, you owe me. And she does. I do owe you. And he goes, I'll take my hand job in the parking lot. <laughs> and then it cuts to them in the parking lot. And it fully looks like she's giving a hand job. But instead they're just eating all the candy. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny. Oh my God. Cause I literally wrote in my notes. I was like, Oh, that's funny. He talked about getting a hand job in the parking lot as a joke. And then I wrote, Holy shit, they're doing it. <laughs> but he is like making the sense like, oh my God, because he never eats candy because right. he knows that abs are made in the kitchen. And so he right. only eats healthy stuff. Yeah. Now she she offers him a cigarette and he's like, you smoke? And she's like, no, sometimes a little tobacco never killed anybody. And he's like, no, it did though. It, it has. Like a, lo a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people would say otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then he critiques what she's wearing also, which I don't like. <laughs> this is also where she says, this isn't my worst Valentine's Day. And he says, why didn't you just call me? Which I think is a thing that we see with Sloan a lot in this movie is yeah, that yeah. she doesn't reach out. And I think part of that is because she's afraid of what people will say, which I think comes up later. Well, and I think people reinforce that in her life because a lot of her interactions are negative about the way she dresses or the yeah. fact that she smokes or she's single or whatever. And I and I also think she was really serious in her last relationship yeah. and she got cheated on and she yeah. I mean it takes people a long time to heal from stuff. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't cheat on people. Speaking as someone who has been in Sloan's situation, I completely understand. Yeah. You sort of just want to isolate. Although, she does sort of isolate, with the exception of going on a holiday every holiday, she does sort of isolate for a year, and I feel like that's a long time, although some yeah. people grieve at different rates, so I'm not judging her, but man, that's a long time to not put yourself back out there. But I mean, I completely understand a few months of like just trying to get over it and just figure out your shit and move on. That's It takes it takes a while. I'll be, I'll be honest, it, it took me it's taken me way longer to feel better than I thought it would. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm hoping the pandemic had a part to play in that. It probably I think it did. did. I'm feeling a lot better now, but I mean, it took me like nine, ten months. Yeah, it took me fully six or seven months before I even started like trying to date. And you know that that's horrible. So like that oh, wasn't yeah. fun either. But well, what they basically plan on in this scene is that they set a plan for Easter and St. Patty's Day and the stuff in between. Basically, they're going to have holidays until further notice. So every yeah. holiday they're going to go out together. They legit set the rules. It's holidays until further notice. No sex is more yeah, or less non non sexual 
actual holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so the first I like how he was like, but but can they though? <laughs> <laughs> so the first holiday we see is St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Her brother is there, and this is where we find out that Jackson is her brother's golf coach. Yeah, they're like sort of friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically almost like the whole family's there. They're still trying to set Sloan up with people, including a person named Leroy, who is a bouncer, who we never meet. We just hear about. <laughs> I was a little disappointed we didn't see Rodney in like the background by himself at the wedding. I thought that would have been funny. Just some dude fully dressed as, as a clown. As a clown. <laughs> just like a sad clown <laughs> with a tear. Like I really wanted to, I really wanted Rodney to be Chekhov's Rodney because I wanted that to pay off so bad. That would have been so He wouldn't funny. even have to say anything. Just like a guy in the back holding a balloon with a tear. Well, and this is where, so her brother's fiance is like, did you guys all know that he golfed? And they're like, yeah. yeah. How could you have a golf coach and your fiance not know that you even golf? <laughs> I know. That's because <laughs> they insane. don't know each other and they shouldn't be getting married. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Easter where she's like forcing him to eat peeps and he's like, hey, those are, like, they've done experiments where they, like, don't decay. And she's like, oh, great, they're anti-aging. <laughs> so she eats more of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Kristen Chenoweth fully shows up with Jesus in this scene. As a Playboy oh. bunny. She yes. shows up as a Playboy bunny with yes. her date, Jesus. Yes. And, I, and then Jackson was like, oh, I love what you did there. Oh, my gosh. And I feel like that was the writer telling herself that she did a good job with this scene. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and honestly, completely agree. Sometimes you got to take a victory lap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So her mom in this scene invited Farouk. We meet. This is the first time we actually meet Farouk apart from that phone call. Right. And her mom is super pushy about it. And basically, you know, Sloan is like, I already have a date here. Like, what did you expect me to do here? I told you I was bringing somebody. And her mom is like, yeah, it's your holiday. I don't care. I, the, I want you to meet him for it to be a real thing. And I was fully ready to hate Farouk and be on Team Jackson and like, fuck this. But Farouk is so nice. Yes. Okay. I was going to say that because I wanted, like, you assume that Farouk's going to be like a bad dude. And I really like that there is no bad dude in this movie. And yeah. for, for, although I will say it's a little ridiculous that Farouk fully hops into frame wearing oh a full <laughs> bunny suit complete with huge head. But Farouk is just super nice. He's super nice and genuine. And Christian Chenoweth leans over and goes, I love a man in fur. And I, like, I, was, I was like, I love Christian Chenoweth so much. She's amazing. This was a real tough point in the movie for me because I was just like, Farouk is so nice yeah. and so cool and is playing this so nice and so chill. Like, yeah. he's not putting any pressure on her. It is all her mom. He is taking it in stride. And I really wanted him to end up happy. And I was at this point in the movie, I was just like, Oh man, if he if he gets hurt, I'm going to be really upset. I know. <laughs> I know, but it it works out so great. It's one of the reasons I love this movie so much. And another reason I love this movie so much is because shit like this happens in the background because when it focuses back on Jackson and Sloan talking at Easter, you see <laughs> Farouk walk out of frame and then you see Christian Chenna with fully bunny hop after him. <laughs> It is so <laughs> funny. I didn't see that either. It is so amazing. I was like, oh my God, this is my kind of movie. I really love this movie. I know. It's so good. So her mom at this point gives her a lecture of like, I need you to meet somebody real, not this holiday crap like your right. aunt. 
And this is where we cut over to Kristen Chenoweth all over her date. Sloan is like, well, she seems like she's having fun. Like, don't harsh her buzz, man. But this is when the mom is like, you don't want to end up like her. She's going to die alone. And it's her mom wanting her to be happy, but not understanding that happiness does not mean the same for every person. And there are people that could be very happy single. And yes, the holidays are a difficult time for that. But like, not everybody wants to be tied down. I get it. Yeah, that's right. You can't cage this free bird. No, you can definitely cage your free bird a bit, I think, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen a free bird want to be caged so badly, but then also fight against it, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a dog in a cone. (laughs) That's a good metaphor for my dating. (laughs) I need to find me a holiday for this season. It is right now November 1st. Ladies, if you want a holiday, Mikey, reach out at M Randolph 24. This is a bad plan. This is a bad plan. Time for a uh, Rants in the Pod giveaway. <laughs> it's my dick. It's free. Who wants it? Just kidding. It's $80. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to Venmo me, you can come to Thanksgiving. <laughs> if you Venmo me $80, you can buy your own flights to Tennessee and come to Thanksgiving. This is going to end badly. <laughs> she, <laughs> she talks to her niece and asks how things are going with the guy she was sharing juice boxes with. And she says he wasn't ready for a real relationship, so she moved on. Yeah. <laughs> this niece, she knows what's going on, man. She's like wise beyond her years. Her niece leaves and she and Jackson have like a pretty vulnerable conversation where he's like, the bunny doctor seems really nice. Maybe you should go for it. He's great with kids. He's a doctor. And she says, I'm not ready. And he says, it's been almost a year. And she's like, yeah, it was brutal. And this is where because we never officially get his story of what happened. We sort of get it right here. I mean, we sort of, we get it. This is one of those like hypothetical stories that's like way too specific to not be his real life story. Yeah. Yes. And because I have in my notes, women can be just as brutal. And then I just have, oh, oh, this is a personal story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they make that clear with the panini maker. That like, do you know how expensive a panini maker is? $40. um, Yeah. (laughs) Which it it is 40. It's not that expensive. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, that's that's half a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's half whoa, a blowjob. If you just go to Target and work the tip, you can get a panini maker. So <laughs> that's why I go to Target just wearing red shirts <laughs> <laughs> and just, just pantsless like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> red polo, no pants. It's oh, called wow. a honeypot scheme. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, but so, yeah, she stole his panini maker, kind of like in, in So I Married an Axe Murderer, yeah. where she stole the cat. There's just a picture of her with the panini maker looking out the window. <laughs> but it wasn't just that. He was, like, in love with her. They lived together. And then, like, one night she snuck off and took all her stuff yeah. and, like, never talked to him again. It's pretty yeah. brutal. And then she was his nurse in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> There was a time when I was younger, I was like, I want my life to be like a movie. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> no, I don't either. Because that movie could be the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to their next holiday, which is Cinco de Mayo. Yes. 
and they're talking about their sex life because by now this is like their fifth or sixth date they've known each other for months it's finally coming up and he reveals that he slept with one of the cocktail waitresses from saint patrick's day which i also didn't love didn't like it although it's not breaking the rules they've set up it's not no not at all and this is where she kind of throws the you don't find me attractive thing in his face the first time i think yeah where she kind of really it's almost an argument and she kind of uses it against him and basically is trying it's this like they dance around it of her being like no i'm great at sex and you'll just never get to know and he's like well okay and then she's like well maybe find out well maybe i won't find out and then they take a bunch of shots which Which is is always a mistake like there's no way this night is not going to end up exactly where it ends up what happens is she wakes up on the floor wearing his underwear yeah but they they don't see any condom wrappers or anything and neither of them thinks it happened because they don't quote unquote have evidence you'd be able to know right i i did love that she's asking him like do you have any any evidence and he like looks down and he's like i mean he looks a little tired but he doesn't look satisfied there could very well be no evidence it worried me a bit because alcohol negates consent well they were both obliterated though so they both couldn't consent exactly so it shouldn't have happened well and it probably didn't i don't know i don't know there's no way the and the movie doesn't give you either way they agree that it didn't happen right that is their story that's what they're sticking to um it's awkward enough to be realistic (laughs) yes it is the next one is mother's day where they're actually at like brunch with her mom (laughs) which which i was like why do you need to bring him to this one (laughs) this is my favorite one that they do (laughs) this is the best one they do uh because her mom is basically like stop this holiday nonsense and in front of him yes in front of him this is where i think we actually find out what happened to the mom Oh, do you? I think so. Because this is where she says she doesn't need a friend. She needs a husband, someone who will be there through chemo because you have bad genes. Basically, like, you're going to get chemo. Oh. Okay. So I think this is where I formed my headcanon theory that her dad died of cancer. Okay. That checks out. That does check out. Yeah. And that, like, has informed her mom's uh, belief that, like, she needs a husband because someone needs to take care of you you know okay and i do really like because she is really kind of going after her of like you're never gonna find somebody because of a b and c and the way you dress and whatever yeah she's being pretty awful pretty awful and he comes to her defense and is like she's a great girl anyone would be lucky to be with her at one point her mom compares sex to escargot Yes, yeah. which was so funny. It was very funny. And they do what I think is my favorite thing in the world to do if like someone's pestering you about having kids or whatever, where the mom basically is like, why don't you guys try sleeping together? And they're like, she has a point. I hear the bathrooms are nice here. We're yeah. going to right now. We're going to go <laughs> like and they just leave. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, you need to find someone who will yes and your bits in public. Yes. (laughs) That person is a keeper. Yes. And they fully support each other's bits no matter where they are. They are in it. And I love that about them. So the next one we get is 4th of July where they're just lighting off fireworks with abandon. I do love that they get York, her brother's fiance, to smoke pot. (laughs) 
Yes. And she's like super high strung and then like immediately is this very chill about everything. And eating everything. She's like, I just, I guess drugs don't affect me. And she's like eating egg salad with her hands. Yeah. She's like scooping out hummus or whatever that was and licking it off of her hand. I don't think it affects me or whatever. Yeah. That's hilarious. I liked how all the guys were down at the beach, like shooting off the fireworks and they're all like laying out on the deck. Like why do guys do that? (laughs) Because of sex. Uh, Well, this is also where we meet Aunt Susan's new holiday date who can't drive because of his glaucoma and he's the one who has all the pot yes yeah (laughs) so everyone's smoking pot everyone's lighting fireworks they're shooting fireworks at her brother who is on like a canoe Like on the water, which is really hilarious. I used to get in like bottle rocket fights as a kid. Like I remember doing this sort of thing. Very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, not safe and sane. Emitting showers of sparks. So, uh, this is where we get Kristen Chenoweth's speech about how fireworks remind men of sex, and that's why they like explosions. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that it's not true. Yeah, I like explosions. It ends up with them convincing her brother's fiance to say the word fuck and she ends up screaming it. Yes. And then we hear Jackson screaming it. Right. Yeah, I loved that. Because Jackson just lost a finger. <laughs> a whole finger. Yeah, it blew off his his middle finger. She has to take him to the hospital, but she's a nervous driver. Like she can't drive. It's terrible. I love as they're looking for the finger, like someone finds it, like, oh, I found it, I found it. And then he looks up and goes, Are you sure that's mine? I was not <laughs> sure because like it looks like he only blew off like half his finger, except they right. find like a whole finger. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he's in shock. Yeah. <laughs> but she is a terrible driver. She's a terrible driver. She does get him to smoke pot to calm down and they get to the hospital and get like stoned AF. Yeah, they hotbox their like hospital room. Yes, which everyone nearby would know. And the nurse comes in and she just says, I'm too tired to report you. (laughs) And (laughs) thus ensues the best set of finger puns. I am yeah. where it's yeah. like I know you from somewhere, but I can't, I can't put, put my, my finger, finger on it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that stuff. Oh, and we find out that there's a doctor there that can reattach his finger, but right now he's reattaching a toe, and he's like, "Shouldn't finger take precedence over toe?" And the nurse just says, "If only you'd been a jackass earlier in the day." <laughs> Which is so good. <laughs> the doctor comes in, and it's Farouk. Yeah, like he's the one who's gonna reattach the finger, and he's super nice. Super chill. And this is where Sloane starts to like, she's like touching him and she's like. See, she's super stoned. She gets too flirty, a little flirty. And I think we see Jackson get jealous here a little we bit. We do. So as Farouk's leaving, he's like, we can maybe reattach it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And then they <laughs> don't laugh. Yeah. And he literally goes, oh, tough room or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I love that. They finally get him back to his apartment and get his prescriptions and everything. She's got the soup delivered or. The deli's delivering soup and she's called his mom and left a message. Yeah. He says, sorry, I ruined your 4th of July. And this is where we get one of the rules of holiday, which is leave no holiday behind. Basically like, right. You're responsible for them. It's a date. Yeah. And he puts his hand on hers. Yeah, there's some lingering touching. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't want to leave 
I don't think. But he, I think he is nervous about asking her to stay. It's this yeah. like thing of like they j- if they would just say it. Right. Th- this is where it happens. But get ready because the rest of this movie is them having feelings for each other, but each one of them scared to tell the other. Thing. Yeah, they yeah. have fully caught feelings at this point. Fully caught feelings. Yeah. So she leaves. The next day he's at a golf lesson and he's like, but our hands touched. And then (laughs) she and her sister are at what looks like a cult meeting. I don't know what they were doing, (laughs) but they're in like folding chairs, almost like a church service. And then we get like a reverse angle on it. And there's just a podium at the top with a glowing triangle. And I'm like, where are they? (laughs) What is happening? And they, and, but they're talking through it and they're just like, I don't know. There was a vibe. Like, yeah. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I love Jackson talking about. It. He's like that handhold was not platonic. Yeah, and he's it's not platonic anymore. And her brother's wedding is on Labor Day, which is a holiday. Yes. And his friend fucks some shit up because he's like, "Well, you can't go if it's not platonic." And he's like, "But it's technically a holiday." And see what she thinks about it. And they basically they like double fault, where like each one of them is trying to suss out the other one instead of just saying what they mean. You learned a lot from Wimbledon. I'm I'm really impressed with you. Thank right you. There. That was Thank nice. You. Did I properly use double fault? Yeah, yes, I believe, I believe you, did. you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We gotta stop and talk about how his whole livelihood as a golf pro was in jeopardy for losing a finger. I know, and no one talked about it. Right, that, that's the one part of this movie that drove me crazy. Like, it would have been a long recovery. He may have not been able to work. Like, it would have fucked up his life. And I was like, well, we kind of glanced that over. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but you're right. It would have. Yeah. But, but Sloan is fully making up problems that aren't there like yeah. as two reasons why she can't tell him about her feelings and he's doing the same it's like their defense mechanism when they get too close to people right yeah well it, i mean it, i feel like what each of them are are saying in the scene is like i really like them as a holiday and i'm worried that if i rock the boat i won't even have that yeah which i think is the that's the thought of everyone who catches feelings in a situation where they don't think they should you know or friends with benefits or whatever where they're just like i have what i have now Am I willing to risk losing that if they don't feel the same? Right. And it's tough. That is tough. I do like a good uh, friends with benefits situation. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I not surprised that that is your stance on FWBs? I think they are uh, setting people up for being hurt because communication is not great within those relationships. Like you can if you are like freakishly honest. But I think a lot of times and that's why there's a lot of rom-coms about it. Uh, people do not feel free to communicate in the same way they would in a relationship in those types of situations and someone always gets hurt i'm not going to say that they've all ended well because none of them have (laughs) yeah exactly because the success ratio has been zero zero so we cut to they're on a phone call well they facetime because he's calling to get advice about a wedding gift and they basically are like okay we'll say at the same time we'll bring dates but she was going to say we'll go together and he says bring dates right but what they both really want is just to go together as a couple and they're so she's like oh okay other people so she calls Farouk or we don't see it but we cut to the wedding yeah where she's there with Farouk and he's there with Aunt Susan I love that which is so great (laughs) <laughs> I when I saw that that's who he brought I was like perfect because like we know that he's not gonna actually do anything yes. with Aunt Susan he has created a situation in which he has fulfilled the obligation of like we're not together 
but I brought another holiday. So it's almost yeah. like this is not a rival. He's playing a uh, 4D relationship chess. That's what it is, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to they're at different tables, which I don't know why they wouldn't have sat them together, but like they're at different tables. She's like trying to make it seem like she and Farouk are having a good time. And Farouk's kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, like she's very handsy with Farouk for no reason. And <laughs> dude, Aunt Susan puts Jackson's finger in her mouth. <laughs> she's sucking on Jackson's finger. Yeah, and then Sloan starts doing it to Farouk, and Farouk is like, what is happening? But my favorite is when we cut over to Aunt Susan's table, and he's like, nothing. I don't feel any sensation in that finger yeah. at all. And she's like, chew <laughs> she's like chewing on it yeah. and stuff. And Sloan thinks they're being sexy or whatever, so she starts chewing on Farouk's finger. It's ridiculous. It's really funny. He's like, what, what is happening? We cut to them getting drinks at the bar, and yeah. she basically is like, well, are you going to sleep with her? Because now she is clearly jealous she is yeah and and he's like well are you gonna sleep with farouk and he's like well he did save your finger and he's like well he botched it i can't feel anything <laughs> which was so funny well yeah because you know christian shenna was, was just chewing on his finger like she was eating corn on the cob and he felt nothing, <laughs> nothing. i thought it was gonna break off i was so scared <laughs> and this is where he basically is like well maybe we should rethink the whole holiday thing yeah they holiday break up in this scene they do and yeah. they get interrupted by the father-daughter dance Oof, yeah. I was dying laughing at this. This is where I have in my notes where Sloane's father, this is the first time I've, I'm thinking about it in the movie, but yeah, like, yeah. I guess her brother's wife now and her father have their first father-daughter dance to I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. <laughs> the implication being that they don't understand the song. So here's why I don't like that. Yeah. She has been only speaking English this entire time and it's clearly doesn't have an accent at all. She knows what words are in that song. I have a headcanon on this. Okay. Okay. I wonder if there are scenes missing. Okay. Or if it was written out of a previous draft or something. I got the strong, strong sense that her character was extremely religious. How does that justify boys to men? I'll make love to you. Hear me out. She doesn't swear. She doesn't do drugs. Sure. She she's marrying someone very very soon. She doesn't seem to it, like. She very much reminded me of almost like a quiverful, <laughs> like yeah. like a Duggar sister. <laughs> like that's who she kind of seems to be. And I wondered if she was so inexperienced that she misinterpreted the lyrics of the song. I could see that. Okay. Now, granted. The first verse of that song is Throw your clothes on the floor I'm gonna take my clothes off too Which is pretty damning I mean, maybe it's about a baptism, Paige You don't know Maybe it is We do in this scene also see that the DJ does not seem to speak English So I wondered if maybe it was that Maybe they just didn't pick a father-daughter dance song And they were like, play whatever And he turns on that song I know I, like it, it, it borders on racist a little bit That was why I had a little bit of a problem with it right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's probably why they kind of cut it down a bit. Yeah, it's not very long. And and well, Sloan... and I think they play it like it's a bad thing too, because Sloan and Jackson are like, okay, we have to go save them by breaking up that this is a father daughter dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they break them up, and Farouk and Aunt Susan end up dancing, and she's like, 
grinding on her. Uh, grinding on him. She's grinding yeah, on That's her. what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, Farouk's grinding right back. Oh, yeah. In my notes, it just says, Aunt Susan is a wild card, and I love her. Yes. <laughs> because you cannot predict what she will do anywhere in this movie. <laughs> she ends up twisting her ankle, maybe for real, maybe not. <laughs> you think she planned this? He carries her away romantically, and they're oh, like, We have God. business to attend to. And <laughs> just like, when she does fall to the floor, Farouk does run over and he goes, Are you okay? And she goes, I am now. I am now. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're right. I do think she planned this. I do think so too. And oh essentially, God. her and Farouk pairing off undoes their holiday breakup. Yes, it does. Because I now think, they're only each other's options. I think Sloan even looks at Jackson and says, any plans for Halloween? Yes. Already on it. Yeah. Already on it. He puts her in a corset for a sexy costume and her sister is going with her because it's the first adult party since they had kids and her husband's not coming. And this is something we've kind of established a bunch of different times in the movie that her husband stays home and cares for the kids and doesn't go with her to stuff. Yeah. Which I think if you have kids, it's a very easy pattern to fall into of feeling mm. like a parent and no longer feeling like a couple. Right. And he doesn't trust any babysitters. He doesn't trust any babysitters. And I do feel like I wish there was a little bit more about them in this movie. I do think they resolve it okay at the very end in the like afterward of this movie. But I felt like that was a very real struggle. I feel like everyone in this movie is three dimensional. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like their struggle is very interesting and very real. And we kind of only get a little bit of it. And we don't get a ton of resolution until the very, very end. I do love that as she's putting her in, because it's the sister that's putting Sloane in the corset, and her two nieces are on the bed watching. She says some offhand comment about how she feels like a whore or something like that. She's like, when, when did Halloween go from dressing in costumes to dressing like a whore? That's what it is. And then the girls are like, what's a whore? What's a whore? And then she, the mom says, it's someone who plays with boys. Okay. Paid to gets, play with gets boys. paid to play with boys. Yeah. And then they go, I want to be a whore. Me too. <laughs> and then the mom oh has God. the best retort, which is, well, just remember that the house gets 50%. Yes. Which is like <laughs> a very real, real notion about it. I thought it was hilarious. So have either of you worn a corset? I have not. No. I am a fan of them, though. Yeah, they're great. If you lace them wrong, it can be very uncomfortable. I think what happens in this scene is not because of the corset. Me I don't neither. want to corset blame. I think it's because of the laxatives. Yes, because her yes, sister's so giving funny. her antacids. Quote, unquote, antacids. We then cut to the party, and she's kind of clearly uncomfortable. Because here's the thing. If you don't wear corsets often, if you don't have practice wearing them, they're not immediately comfortable instantly. Yeah. You can get more comfortable wearing them. You can lace them differently to be more comfortable, but she's not comfortable. And we meet Jackson's friend who is dressed literally in like a panther mascot costume. Yes. He looks like he's a panther high school mascot, like high school football team mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's like, That's I'm funny. the black panther. This is my interpretation. <laughs> And I love that he does a Bobby Brown reference here and he goes, it's my prerogative. <laughs> I so love good. that so much. I thought that was so funny. So Sloane and her sister arrive. I guess Sloane is a pirate wench to go with Jackson's pirate costume. Yes. Her sister is in like lederhosen, like Swiss mint or like a German, you know, lady. And the Black Panther immediately hits on her. Oh yeah, he's into it. And he's like, 
hey and she just says no <laughs> nope <laughs> like nope right out of there and he puts his mascot head back on yeah. and then just says panther on the prowl and goes back into the party <laughs> yeah we cut to somewhere else in the same party which we find out later that liz liz is her brother's wife that her brother and his wife are throwing this party which seems like a huge club party which is strange wait really yeah oh, really i thought it was a huge club party it was but they mentioned that she says to liz hey good job this is a great party which implies that liz planned it maybe they're club promoters that's like their day job maybe we cut to Aunt Susan and Farouk, who are balls deep in each other. <laughs> yes, but so Farouk, crazy. who is a doctor, went dressed as a, as doctor, a doctor to Halloween. <laughs> Come on. And she's, a, and she's a sexy nurse, and they are all over each yeah, other. they're getting it out. Which is great, but what we get next is one of the funniest jokes in this movie that made me laugh for a good 10 minutes, where... <laughs> We see that Liz is dressed as Cleopatra and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be Cleopatra. And then her, the brother comes up and he's supposed to be Mark Antony, but he's dressed as musical celebrity Mark Anthony. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. By the way, someone should do that next Halloween. Just go as Cleopatra and Mark Anthony and see who gets it. Because <laughs> I was dying. It's that so made funny. me laugh so hard. It's yeah. such a great throwaway joke. So we cut to Luke, her ex, and his I guess girlfriend that we met earlier at Valentine's Day are yeah. also at this party and she's like why'd you invite them <laughs> which is really <laughs> funny because it's like clearly like you knew why he says her I guess she says I love the slut costume yeah and then she says oh I like yours too because we revealed that Felicity is like 14 months pregnant yeah, like, yeah. she's extremely she goes, pregnant. She's about to drop that baby on the dance floor. She says, "My due date is in two days." Two yeah. days, <laughs> and then she's like, "That this baby's not going to change our lives." And oh, and her sister like just losing her mind laughing was so funny. Uh, but this is where I have in my notes where I'm like, she keep this is where she's like, he impregnated a teach a teenager. He keeps calling. She keeps calling Felicity young. But they yeah. look the same age. Um, but this upsets her so much that she wants to go home. So Jackson's going to take her home. Yeah. And because leave no holiday behind. Right. Which right. leaves her sister at the party alone. And her sister has this look on her face like, oh, I get to have fun at this party. Like, I don't have to worry about anybody. I'm just here to have fun. Yeah. She has a little too much fun at that party. A little too much fun. He has to literally carry her into the apartment because, like, she thinks it's the corset. But we find out later, literally in, in just a cutaway right now, because she, her sister goes to offer antacids to Aunt Susan, pulls out the bottle, and we reveal that they are laxatives. Yeah. As he's trying to pull her out of the corset, she's doing the math to reveal that Luke and Felicity had sex on Valentine's Day, and that's why she's due in, like, two days. Yeah. Because us November birthdays, that's how it be. Yep. So they make like a mad dash into the apartment because she realizes, I think, that she's going to shit herself. Yeah. They get out of the elevator. They make it into the apartment. She gets into the bathroom, closes the door. We just kind of hear her scream. <laughs> and he's like, did you make it? Did you it? make it? 
And she just says, go away. Yeah. And then we cut to, he helps her wash off. And this is where I was like, this is what good relationships are made of. Don't date somebody until you've barfed in front of them or shit your pants in front of them. (laughs) And at this point, I was like, this is the real thing. This is the person who will be there when you have chemo because they were willing to shower diarrhea off your back. Like, this is, this, he is a keeper at this point. It concerns me that it got on your back, but that's an issue for a different day. If your your clothes are too tight, so I don't know if, I don't know how much babysitting you've done, but it's a pretty common thing for when babies poop for it to squirt out the top of the diaper and you end it. So like, I have had to bathe children (laughs) (laughs) because they got shit all the way up their back. Oh, wow. Okay. Super gross. Yeah. So uh, she's all cleaned up. He brings her tea and he says, I brought you peppermint tea. And she says, I had peppermint tea. (laughs) And he's like, well, it's crushed Altoids and boiling water. Which I was like, (laughs) it's probably not that bad. Uh, I mean, honestly, he'll he'll shower you off. He's like MacGyver in the kitchen. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. (laughs) And she says, I'll be an anecdote that you tell at parties now. The girl who shit her pants on Halloween. And he says, technically, we've all been shitting our pants since we were born. Yeah, he tries to make her feel better about it. He does a good job. He does a good job. And And then he says, I won't tell anyone, I promise. Yes. And then he stays over and they kind of cuddle. The next morning they wake up and he leans in to kiss her. And she's like, I hate it in movies where they kiss in the morning. I think it's gross. And then they kiss anyway. Yeah, he pulls her hand away. They have a very, very hot sex scene. Yeah. And I was just like crying. I was just like, they're finally together. (laughs) 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 It was great. Until what happens, happens. Until what happens, happens. Because we cut to after they're laying there and he says, so I guess we should. And I think what he was going to finish it up with was make this official. Like, I think we should date. I think so, too. And she, I think out of fear, says, you can go if you want. And he's like, do you want me to leave? And she says, well, if you want, don't feel obligated obligated to stay. stay. And I was just like all caps in my my notes, like, talk about your feelings. You love each other. (laughs) So we hear a furious doorbell ringing out in the like living room of the apartment so she runs out into the living room wrapped in sheets and or a, i guess she gets a robe on by then and her sister bursts in and is like i kiss the black panther i'm a horrible person and she just feels terrible about it which like appropriate feelings i would say i understand right. and then jackson walks in and the sister is like oh oh you guys just had sex I should leave. And Jackson's like, no, I'm leaving. So you guys can talk about the fact that you made out with somebody that wasn't your husband. And they kind of like Mexican standoff. Jackson leaves. Uh, And as he leaves, she just calls after him. See you at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. It's so painful. But and I'll say this in between now and Thanksgiving, both of them had the opportunity to call each other. And they didn't. And that drives me insane. Yeah. People are terrible communicators. No, I know, Mikey. I think this next scene really kind of lays out what happened, like why they don't call each other. So he is talking to his friend at the golf club and he's like, she practically shoved me out the door. And and he's like, so did her sister ask about me, though? <laughs> like, yeah. Which is terrible. Oh, and- yeah. She's fully married with four kids. And this guy's like trying to like figure out what her deal is. 
Yeah, and and I do like that Jackson shuts it down. He's like, no, I'm not gonna yeah. help. I'm she's not asking about you. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. but he then says, she said, see you at Thanksgiving like it was nothing, and I was like. We need to talk to each other like yeah. we need to talk to each other and he basically says i don't think i can holiday anymore he does resolve to go but i think as like a figure out what this is or isn't basically right right he he goes with the intent of figuring shit out he's a way better patient person than i am because if i had made that decision like i need answers there's no way i'm waiting three more weeks to yeah uh, absolutely not so we cut to thanksgiving aunt susan has a new holiday named wally who is the father from from wonder years yes i saw him and i was like oh "Oh, i know this guy He's on so many Hallmark movies. It's so great. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He looks the same as he did in the 90s. He does. So her mom is ruining the turkey and everything. Her mom is a bad cook, and I feel bad. It's not for everybody. I feel like right. we put undue pressure on people at Thanksgiving, and it's not everyone's strong suit, and it's okay Agreed. to admit that. Yeah. So this is also where Sloan talks to Aunt Susan and is like, oh, you didn't invite Farouk you seem so happy and this is where we find out that Aunt Susan breaks up with people before they can break up with her yes and it's a preemptive strike it's like a pre-ejection just like in So I Married an Axe Murderer yeah yeah and this is where they ask like are you sure Jackson is coming and she says yes so they put they start putting the leaf in the table yeah so which is like a a symbolic prop move of like we are going this is an official relationship now we're gonna do it even though they're still technically holidating because her mom burned all the food she has to go to the grocery store as she's going to leave jackson's at the door and he brought a pie and her mom's like we don't need it but thanks and i'm like bitch you need that pie just take that pie i wonder if the neighbors need it but right after she burned everything and asked sloan to see if they have a pie yeah she is terrible. Yeah, her mom is pretty rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jackson agrees to drive to the store so they'll both go together. And I think this is also his way of like, we can be alone and talk away from your family. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what they need, although it goes badly. But I do feel like they need to communicate. Yeah. Uh, as they leave, we see Peter, the sister's husband, manually inflating uh, like a Christmas like a inflatable on the yard. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So- they get to the grocery store and he basically launches in where he's like are we just gonna pretend it didn't happen and she's like well you didn't want to have sex in the first place because you're not attracted to me she brings it back to throw in his face and he say one dumb thing one time well he explains that he just said that because he didn't want to come off like a creep yes and it would have seemed sort of creepy if it's like no you're super gorgeous i'm super into you yeah well he's like i was a random guy at the mall how would you have reacted if i had told you like I love your eyes. And he like lists out all these things. And I'm like, oh my God, finally. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so then she brings up the cocktail waitress, which I was like, fair point, fair point. <laughs> like this is. He wasn't breaking any rules, Paige. He wasn't, but you know. They weren't dating. I'm going to say if he had feelings for her at that point, it's still kind of not great. Like he didn't, he didn't break a rule, but that doesn't mean it's not going to come up in this fight. And they might have had sex the night he met that lady, right? They might have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
So he basically is like, thanks for the update. I'm not the asshole this time. Yeah. And he accuses her. He's like, you're trying so hard not to feel that you're lying to both of us. And I'm just like, ooh, like <laughs> harsh truths from <laughs> the backcourt. Yeah. Like yeah. hardcore. <laughs> and she then is like, well, you had to troll them all for a holiday. And he's like, you were desperate enough to take me up on it. And I was just like, roasted. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they they fight really well i really like them together fighting. oh they do yeah this is a real fight and it like oof it is hard to watch but also you're just like finally like get this shit out in the open yeah. and then she as he leaves says i see an ugly christmas sweater in your future oh and then he comes back and is like hey you know what if ryan gosling did show up you'd still say no because you're afraid to get hurt again and i'm just like Oh my God. A, he's right. But also B, like, is he a therapist? Because like, really, that's like. <laughs> he's a golf pro, but he's not her golf <laughs> he's pro. He's not her golf pro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then she says what I think is it's too funny for the scene because realistically, if someone had this conversation, I'd be sobbing in the grocery store if this was me. Oh, and yeah. she instead is like, Ryan Gosling would never do his own shopping. He's way too cool for that. Which is like clearly she's not focused on the right thing. Yeah, right. true yeah. and very funny, but <laughs> unrealistic for the emotional gravitas of the scene. Yeah, she comes back to the house alone, and everyone's like, "Where's Jackson?" And she's like, "He's gone." And they're like, "Thank God, we can stop putting this leaf in." And then everyone <laughs> kind of gangs up on her. Oh, they have an intervention. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Your life is always a mess, and it ruins the holidays," which is real harsh and not true. <laughs> That's a little too much. I think she does prove it true in this scene, but I think this is the first time it happened. Yes. They could have said, when you're not happy over the holidays, it kind of brings down the rest of the holidays. Yeah, and that's not what they say. They're just like, you ruin everything because your life is a mess, is what right. they say to her. And she counters back with, at least I didn't kiss the Black Panther in front of everybody. Yes. And, yeah. Oof. She went real Witherspoon on this one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things where I'm like, she did the full withers. Do I do I think the husband deserves to know? Absolutely. Yes. Do I think that there is a more tactful way to bring that up? Absolutely. Uh, but also, we find out in the scene that the brother York also saw it and didn't say anything. Oh yeah. Right. And then his fiance gets mad. And essentially, this scene ends with everyone's life falling apart because this entire family does not actually communicate. And one of them is literally not even a member of the family. He's an innocent bystander trying to put a leaf in a table, and he has a heart attack. He has a heart attack. So Wally has a heart attack, and Aunt Susan has to go with him because- She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to, but no holiday left behind, and she drags Sloan with yes. her. So we cut to the waiting room where Wally's in surgery or whatever. We're not sure. He's unknown. He's in a room somewhere, yeah. And Sloan and Aunt Susan are in the waiting room. And Aunt Susan is like, I had to write his name on my arm. Like, he is nothing <laughs> to me. Uh, but she basically says, I've had so many opportunities. And once I got too close, I backed off. And now it's too late for me. Yeah. But is it too late? Because it turns out. That Farouk is Wally's doctor. He's the only doctor I in know. town. He literally is the only doctor in the area. I love that. And I love that he comes out and he's like, Wallace? Who's here yeah. with Wallace? Christian yeah. is like looking around like, I don't I don't know. Is that 
Is that is us? Is that us? That, that is us. Uh, we find out it was a mild heart attack and he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, but they reconnect and she basically is like, I fucked up. You're the most amazing man I've ever met. I love them together. I, Me I too, love that he right? takes her and back. She's like, I'm I, scared. I, I love scared. that they end up together. I was just like, yes. I literally wrote in my notes. This is the exact same conversation that Sloan and Jackson need to have in like seven minutes. Which is exactly what happens. <laughs> essentially. Know. Yeah. And then I wrote, I love Kristen Chenoweth because I love Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, she's so funny in this she's movie. so great. We cut to Sloan is at home reading and she finds a set of pictures that they took on Cinco de Mayo, which by the way, they're kissing in one of those photos. I know. I saw that. We don't see that in the movie, but we do see it in the photo. Yeah. And I think they were too drunk and didn't realize it. Yeah. Which also leads to the fact that they probably had they sex. Probably that night. They probably <laughs> yeah. did. They probably did. Yeah. I like how at one point in the movie the sister was like, because they're talking about when they were holding her hand or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, no, it just feels weird. It's just like a weird thing. She's like, is it weirder than not knowing if you had sex with him or not? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She goes to his apartment and he walks out. She basically happens to be there just as he's leaving and she doesn't talk to him. She kind of like, she hides. she hides yeah uh they go to the mall to go christmas shopping where the best mall choir on earth is there <laughs> i love this mall choir i love that They're i have amazing. sung in malls and choirs we were never that good this mall choir is amazing yeah and jackson as always is at the mall because that's all he does it's a very weird personality trait for him to have but He's at the mall. Yeah. She debates whether or not she's going to go after him. And her niece is like. Oh, because they pass on the escalator. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she's going up the escalator. He's going down and they see each other, but don't say anything. Yes. And then the niece like talks some sense into her. Yeah. She's like, life is giving you a moment. I was like, that's very profound for a six year old. That's when I started crying. Uh, I definitely start sobbing. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, she, little, the six year old knows what's up. I cried through like the back 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. So, off and on for oh, sure. I teared, I teared up. So yeah. she goes, she gets off the escalator at the top and then tries to go down the down escalator through the crowd of people. It's just like, I, I don't know if you guys have ever worked at a mall, but if you're like late coming back from lunch or something and you're just like move damn i can't oh damn it felt this very hard <laughs> i did love that it was like a realistic try to get through people because it wasn't like everyone just moved out of her way like <laughs> yes. she has to like move couples who are holding hands like move their arms over her head like they're like yes. what the fuck is happening i yep. like that it was good direction so she calls after him. He doesn't hear her. It's too loud. She gets up on Santa's chair. She's calling for him. He still doesn't yes. hear her. The choir helps her out by basically the whole choir calls for him. Sings in harmony yeah. his name. Uh, I yeah. loved it. So he turns, the choir hands her a microphone. Yeah. And then she, in a crowd of, full of children, is just like, I fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> Literally what Aunt Susan just said. I yeah, loved it. It was Todd and I at the Halloween party on Friday. <laughs> oh. I was like, yeah, that was real fun. Oh, there are kids here. <laughs> yeah. But she basically gives a, a longer, larger version of the speech that we just saw aunt yes. susan give farouk but makes it a little bit more personal and ends it with like you're the only one i want to go to chemo with and i was just like oh, gonna, gonna die of cancer so like <laughs> i was fully sobbing when she said i thought i wanted a holiday but i just want you oh, oh. i was losing sobbing it, yeah and and she's like if it was any consolation it really was the worst thanksgiving of my life <laughs> which like <laughs> yeah you spent it in a hospital <laughs> like yeah. this 
everyone's quiet and he just says nah and goes to walk away he walks away <laughs> and then turns back around and i was like oh thank god he's joking i was about to like yeet my computer into the sun if that's how this movie ended <laughs> and he basically turns her and says that speech was cockamamie mocking her from what she yes. said about romantic comedies in the beginning of the movie and then we get like a slideshow kind of epilogue where we see them on a plane they go to sydney ostensibly to meet his family and go to holidays with them yeah we got a montage of green screen photos yes yeah uh, we see Farouk and Aunt Susan together. Yeah. I'm loving it. And then this is the one that I wish we had a little more time on because we see her sister and her husband, Peter, in Vegas renewing their wedding vows. Yeah. Yeah. Where clearly they're like, we do need time away as a couple. And we didn't really get a ton of that in the movie, but I do like that we get it here. Uh, yeah. We see Liz and Yorkie getting matching tattoos, but also we see that Liz's tattoo is unfinished because it was too painful. Yeah. So it's just a heart that says, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we see that her mom ends up with Wally, which was yeah. kind of telegraphed a little bit in Thanksgiving, bit, where yeah. he seemed to get along better with her mom than Aunt Susan. And then we see that the Black Panther ends up with the crazy chick from the beginning with the sweaters. Yes. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. All right. So having seen it, having talked about it, what do you guys think? Final thoughts. Hit me. I really like this movie. I don't Same. know why it got bad reviews. I like it so much. <laughs> this movie was so good. I got a text at 3 a.m. from Paige like, what? Holiday? I know. Same. It's so yeah. good. Yeah it, yeah. it has no right to be as good as it is, but it's so good. It's essentially a Hallmark movie that's as good as a theater movie. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like if uh, the writing staff of hallmark took a stab at like a bridesmaids type holiday yes. movie and, and i mean that both as compliments i feel like yeah. they're it's both the good sides of hallmark movies and bridesmaids yes yeah because it's a little vulgar it's i think realistically vulgar if that i makes genuinely sense. liked it i i feel Me like too. this this is the level if, if all hallmark movies were this i'd be watching every single one of them oh yeah <laughs> They are not like No, that. they're not. <laughs> Usually someone is like Santa's ghost or like owns a Christmas tree farm but also has a like a whole mansion. Like it's it's not this, but if it was this, th but this is the kind of Christmas movie I love. This is why I love Just Friends. This movie is a yes. lot like Just Friends. It is. But oh man, yeah, I really liked this movie. Well, awesome. Well, Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? No. Uh, sorry. There's yeah, there there aren't any. Yeah, I don't there have there aren't any. I don't have box office either, just because it's a Netflix release, right? And it, there's just right. not much to yeah. it. Yeah. As you were talking about this, Paige, we were talking about like the critical reception. Yeah. How did this get such bad reviews? This is wild. Yeah, it is not great. Like they did not get good reviews. I don't understand. This movie might not review well, but this is going to get good word of mouth, and this is going to be huge on Netflix this holiday it's, season. It's been number, it was number one all week. Yeah, it's got a 43 right now on Rotten Tomatoes. That is mind-boggling. I don't yeah. understand. What do people want out of a romantic comedy if this is getting 43%? So do you guys think they're still together? 
Yeah. Yeah, I actually I do. Think so too. I yeah, think so. I think so too. Uh, now, do you think her brother and his wife are still together? I think so. They re- think yeah, because so? they go to therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they also went to Vegas to renew their vows. No, no, no. The different ones. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I think so too because they went to therapy. I think they're working it out. They're figuring it out. I feel like it could be a toss up on that one. I do think yeah. her her sister and her husband are still together and that they're working on shit. Yes. And I think the kiss was a wake up call to be like, I do love my husband and I don't want to hurt him. Right. You know, I think that kind of catapults them into working on their stuff. Agree. I don't know about her brother and wife, the one that get married in this movie. That's the (laughs) one that I'm like, I don't know about that one. I'm sure they'll just accidentally get pregnant this Christmas. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Do you think Luke and Felicity are still together? No. I don't either. Yeah, I think he left. Not. I think he left her pregnant ass. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I mean, he didn't leave her pregnant because she got, she gave birth two days after that. Two Halloween days after, party. yeah. But I mean, he <laughs> left shortly after that baby was there. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and probably well before we saw them at the Halloween party, he was already sending dick pics to another barista. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Luke's not a good guy. Nope. How could you hurt Emma Roberts like that? How could you? <laughs> She's great in this. I really liked her. She is. This. She's fantastic. All right. So are their jobs realistic, Paige? I think so. Because, I mean, yeah. she she has what I would call a regular looking apartment. We established that they're in the suburbs of Chicago, but not Chicago yeah. proper. And, I mean, he's a golf pro, which we it's a fake job. I mean, like, it's a real job, but it's like a romantic comedy job. She, it sounds like, does something similar to what I do. And if that's the case... Yes, I could afford an apartment in the suburbs of Chicago. So, yeah, I I think they are realistic to me. It didn't ring not true. Depending upon the size of the club he works at, he could make well into the six figures. Yeah, exactly. Golf pros make dumb money for some reason. He never really throws around money either. No, and you don't really ever see his place. He looks like he lives in like a high-rise condo place-ish. Which is nice. I'm sure it's more expensive, but I mean, he could totally afford a place like that. He could, Mm -hmm. and he's not in the city proper. It it establishes that they both kind of live outside. I want to see more movies like this. This would, like, if most romantic comedies were this, I'd be a fan. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So this week, Mikey made us watch Holiday. And thank you so much, Mikey, for making us watch it. You're welcome. Paige, Mm -hmm. what are you making us watch next week? So this is dropping on my birthday. Oh, no shit. (laughs) Yeah. Happy birthday. So I've talked about it a lot in this episode. And I think I told you guys last week that I was going to do this. I'm going to pick one of my favorite Christmas rom-coms of all time, which is Just Friends. Awesome. I I love Just Friends. It's Uh, so good as well. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Similar to Holiday, but a a, a harsher, more comedy forward version of Holiday. (laughs) Agree. And I would argue Anna Faris's best performance. (laughs) Yeah. So your homework this week is to get wine drunk and watch Just Friends for next week's episode. I'm going to say get eggnog drunk, eat some toothpaste, and then watch Just Friends. <laughs> Hell yeah. And also, if you're stuck at your parents' house over this holiday season, get wine drunk by yourself and watch Holiday. It'll be on their Netflix It'll account. make you, you feel, feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, if you are typically a singleton on the holidays, I do really like Holiday because it's, I feel like it's one of the first movies to be like, yeah, this sucks. 
and it's other people's fault, not yours. Yeah, and, yes, absolutely. And I, I really like it. So, Mike, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you look up a review, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is simply to leave us a five-star text review. So actually type something out for Mike to have a little fun with while he reads, and he will read it on the podcast. Okay, uh, this one's from The Girl Who Must Not Be Named. Oh, okay. You're doing a pod for two dot, 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 dot. I can't see the full title. She's... Says, because she says a girl who must not be named, so I know the pronoun. I would listen to these three hosts talk about anything. Not Aww. only are they hilarious, but they are such real, genuine people. The show is hilarious already. I can't wait to see what they do next. Todd, Mikey, and Paige, thank you for always caring about what you do and never forgetting to have fun. That is a great review. Well, Valera DeMort, is that her name? <laughs> no, it's the girl who must not be named. So... <laughs> Well, the girl who must not be named, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you would like to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere so that's going to be it for us this week guys uh i'm page wesley now nah, mikey randolph and i'm todd schlosser and you complete us to completion <laughs> laters babies uh. <laughs>